So like, thanks to viewers like you and SassyGamers.com, Bard Rock Cafe can exist, I guess. So like, you can find links to Sassy Gamers, our Patreon and social media stuff in the show notes. Just click. Thanks. The DM we just took side far beyond his DM screen. We the players in reply, try hard in battle not to scream. Roll your dice, try not to TPK. Roll your dice. Try not to TPK. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the holiday special of Bar Rock Cafe. As you might have guessed, I'm not Kenny. I am Paul, and I'll be your DM for this evening. Mwahaha. So I do have with me Steph, Kadisha, and Tyler playing their usual characters. We also have two patrons there joining us as guests. Uh, Justin, Sarah, would you like to introduce your characters? Uh, sure. I will be playing a, uh, a paladin of Santa himself, whose name I will reveal later. Um, he is a, a very stand-up stalwart man, uh, kind of, kind of, like, perfectly chiseled features. Think, like, like a Clark Kent or a Metro Man sort of, sort of physique. Uh, he is donned in vibrant full-plate armor that is mostly red with some some green around like edges and and on joints and things like that and in the center of it much like a terrible holiday sweater is a big old santa head eating a cookie so good that he is crying and we did agree with kenny because your oath is to santa claus all your power and powers totally work yeah totally all right and how about you sarah tell us about your character and i'm playing jingles the gnome she is a glamour bard um, with a cheery countenance but a bit of a chip on her shoulder. She is traveling from pole to pole to spread good cheer, from crotchety old men to the smallest of smalls. She tries to leave a trail of happiness that she does not always quite feel. She is ready to humble the highest and uplift the lowest and she's just kind of green darkish like she just rolled out of a mossy hill and uh carries a candy can leaf here i love it all right so for the audience we have these patrons uh they are at the patron tiers where they would normally get a game with kenny uh the tier where you actually get a seat with tables of other patrons. We only had two patrons of that tier this year, so they got to join the cast for the holiday special. I do have some housekeeping before we actually get started. Uh, so I'm going to be doing as much of my narration as possible in rhyme. Uh, I'm not going to require the players to speak in rhyme, but if you do speak in rhyme in couplets, I will give you inspiration. That's amazing. And instead of our regular wild magic table, I have a holiday-themed wild magic table. Fun times. Without further ado... "'Twas the night before Wintershield, and throughout Waterdeep, the town was uneasy, unable to sleep. For you see, things were not happy that day, as a dwarf named Chris Kingle came to Bardrock Cafe. Roshi said you could help with my plight. I'm supposed to deliver hundreds of presents tonight. 
Though my workshop was ransacked, the presents all taken. The work of the Krampus, if I'm not mistaken. He looked at Armbar, and then Epi, and then Rook. Can you please get back the things that he took? I'm trying to think of couplets now. <laughs> Me too. Oh my god. <laughs> I want inspiration. Come on, gang! Let's go kill Krampus and bring the presents back to campus! You get inspiration. You cannot stack inspiration, so feel free to use it liberally. Excellent, thank you. There's no time to waste. You'll want to head north to his lair post-haste. But you won't go along in this perilous quest. To assist you, I brought you two of my best. And he waves his arm to show you Justin and Sarah's characters. At which point, Justin and Sarah should give you your actual character names to the party. This dude ste steps forward, back never bending even once, crosses his arms in front of them and says, You stand before Olides! Spelled H-O-L-I-D-A... It's spelled holidays. Words are hard. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with holidays. Nope. The <laughs> 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 oh. oh. gnome steps up with a little clamor. And with a jingle, she says, Hum jingles, you jammer. Yep, sure, inspiration. So just jam that right <laughs> on it. <laughs> Finger guns. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, Rook's gonna say, um, We're a motley crew, but I'm sure that we'll try. But with our wild magic, things might go awry. An inspiration for Rook. That took me. That took me forever. That took me wow. since the very beginning. That was too. good. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. It's a pleasure to meet you, and I have to say, I hope that you know the way. I do believe everybody has inspiration now, except Justin. <laughs> I believe in you, Justin. No, no pressure. It's meant to just make the night more fun. I will, if I rhyme, it will be on accident. I swear. That's the best. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to think, I'm like, that doesn't rhyme. Santa <laughs> <laughs> looks to you all and says, when you get to the lair, carefully tread. Keep your eyes out for presents wrapped green and red. The Krampus's goons will guard them all well, and the Krampus himself won't be easy to fell. Journey onwards, my friends. Set things right. May the spirit of Winter Shield guide you tonight. Then with a touch of his nose and a laugh full of cheer, Chris Kringle used his magic to disappear. Only in front of the obelisk, he just cast a spell, and holiday magic upon you with jingle bells. Each of you grows a beard, much to your fright, like that of Chris Kringle, long and snow white. From his, ex his experience, each of you gleams, Winter Shield has altered your wild magic, or so it seems. Oh, damn. Just picturing Rook with, like, a long white beard. <laughs> right? <laughs> if he's going to stroke the beard. Well, I've never been able to grow a beard before. So this is new and interesting. It even matches my hair. Rook kind of scratches at it. It's kind of an interesting new feeling. I want to see what it looks like on my beard. And I take off, oh. I pluck a couple pieces <laughs> and put it in my beard. Grow your own beard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. This is great. <laughs> uh, Alright. So, you two little holiday people pleasure to meet you. Where are we going? Do I need to pack a jacket? Well, it is winter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, Sam, 
Let's, let's but retroactively, Santa did in fact give you directions to the crevices layer beyond. It's two hours north from here. Santa totally handed you a map. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I brought my babushka gear. And I just like don like this really long coat and like a, like a, it looks like a Russian coat and a Russian hat. You look fantastic. You really can pull off anything, you know? Alright. It's a two-hour march north to the villain's lair. Is there anything else that you do to prepare? Uh, I would like to purchase a healing potion. Paul lose inspiration. Or- <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, all the shops are closed for Winter Shield. And the one that's open has a line wrapped around the building. Yep, and all they're selling is cookies. Sweet, delicious gingerbread cookies. I'm gonna grab a cup of coffee and a gingerbread cookie. Time is of the essence. Stop to get coffee. (laughs) (laughs) You know. I think I will join him. I will get coffee and cookies as well. (laughs) I mean, we do have all night. Rook will not resist. Gotta get the cream. Alright, I'm gonna roll a d4 to see how many hours you're in line. line, (laughs) You guys are in line for an hour. Oh, oh, (laughs) shit. Oh, shit. That's not too bad. Really it could have been four. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the holiday rush. We could have been here for like ten. Yep, and the only place that was open was actually the three towers. So Sarah's like, oh, hi, how y'all doing? Pleasure. Seem to be doing pretty good business today. No more questions. Where's the coffee? Uh, arm bar, of course. Have, have a fresh cup of coffee. I'm the house. Winter Shield special. First cup is free. Oh, much obliged. That's a terrible marketing scheme. Is working though. Are you selling any cookies with it? Yes, one gingerbread cookie comes with the coffee. It's a terrible marketing strategy. I love it. You realize that actually Sarah is probably pressed to digitizing that coffee, and that's why she's giving it away. Ah, damn it. <laughs> Can I? So I know that instinctively. <laughs> You've seen Sarah press to digitize beverages before. I am going to look at the coffee, I'm going to look at Sarah, I'm going to be like, I will give you at least a silver to give me a real coffee with actual caffeine in it. And she reaches for the much nicer looking pot and pours you a cup of coffee. Alright, I give her a thing of silver. Rock would be so proud. <laughs> I don't even need a coffee. You can give me two cookies. <laughs> Alright, uh, roll persuasion. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, wow. I don't really have a good persuasion, so let's just see. Are you haggling over free things? You know, <laughs> I savor the, you know, press the digitation. <laughs> you know. What a naughty child. <laughs> she hands you a I, just a single cookie and no coffee. I would like to hand Rook my other cookie. No, it's all good. It's all good. You keep it. I, I mean, it's fine. I'm allergic to gender. Oh, in that case, thanks. Rook shoves two cookies into her mouth. <laughs> Amazing. Alright, do you take any steps to repair after you all have a delicious treat? Or do you just embark? I'm all good. Eh, I'm good. Epi somehow manages to get an even fluffier cloak. It's fine. He just looks like a giant pile of white sheep fur. Is it sheep fur? Wool? Uh, wool? I'm so awake. To- I needed the coffee. <laughs> oh, and the beard did go away by the time you got to your coffee because you did wait an hour in line. Oh. 
was gonna rely on it for warmth. <laughs> Alright, so what I gather is you all dress warmly and embark, so I won't make you roll any constitution saves against the cold. Alright, so you soon arrive at the Krempus' front door, and see that it's guarded by a Dwarderer fort. Cliffside Cavern surrounded in snow, lacking in holiday cheer and brimming with woe. As you approach, they haven't yet seen you. With that being said, what do you do? Dwarder. What do you think, guys? Is it time to smash? Kind of. <laughs> Alright, I know we all have our own particular holiday traditions, but maybe we should try to sneak in? I mean, we could probably distract the ones at the front. Or we could knock their heads in. But that probably would alert to everyone else. So that's the only entrance, or can I sneak and scout for You get the impression it's just a big cavern, so like, if you want to try looking for like a crack in the wall, you can. But you get the impression this is the only intended entrance. Would you like to search for like a crack? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go for that. Alright, go ahead and roll an investigation. Okay, cool. I rolled 27 total. 27? Wow! Yeah, right? What? <laughs> and just to check, that was that was not a natural 20, correct? No, it wasn't. Okay. Alright, so with that, you actually do find just uh, a little bit north of the cavern wall that the actual entrance is in a crack that looks like it goes in basically about 20 feet behind them. Okay, so I kind of wave everybody over, but I do that finger-to-the-mouth thing, like, sneak. <laughs> Alright, so I learned from another podcast how group stealth checks work. Apparently, you, what you do is you roll stealth, and as long as half you or more pass the check, then you pass successfully. Uh, so everybody roll stealth, and you need at least three passing checks. Oh, goody. I got a 19. 20 total. I got a 5. <laughs> okay, my cat hit it. It's a 15 plus 1. 16 exactly passes. But, um, so Sarah, I've seen a 9 on Sarah's, and Tyler got a 5, so 3 out of 5 passed, so he watched by the drugger without a problem. I guess Armbar was a little upset that he couldn't just break some heads in, so he was like, just s- dragging his feet while he's <laughs> just like hoping that someone hears him. <laughs> Inside the first cavern, you see quite a sight. A lake surrounded by snowmen that look ready to fight. In the center of the water rests a shimmering isle, with golden-blue wrapped presents in one giant pile. Alright, so I'm guessing fire is out on account of the presents? I don't know, maybe a small fire. Please do I... not burn the presents. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing amazing. And uh, just for clarification, this is a large chamber. There's an island in the middle of a lake. So the snowmen are surrounding it. As long as you don't shoot it at the island with the presence in it, you'd probably burn the snowmen. So, and he ca- you kind of see his hands start to glow with fire a little bit. Like, it's it's got that candlelight glow to it. I can make three of these. Ironbar. Rook. Snow people. Should I do it? I really want to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you asking Armbar? Are you asking the group? Armbar is included. (laughs) Do we smash? Smash! I would like to. uh, Anybody else going to deter me from catching some snowmen on fire? I absolutely not. Excellent. (laughs) I'd like to cast Scorching Ray and make three rays of fire and hurl them at the. 
at the different snowmen. Alright, well, you do not trigger wild magic. Are you, Excellent. So you're going to do one ray per snowman? Uh-huh. Alright, roll me an attack. Okay. Ooh! Okay, first one... Oh, that dice is going in the bad pile. That was a nat one. Um. Alright, well, let's resolve the rest of the attack and then we'll deal with the wild magic. That's fine, that's fine. Okay, next one. Okay, uh, five. That's gonna and miss. Three! Mm, no! no! Alright, so all of Nippy's attacks miss. Epi, roll me two D100, please. Okay. I'm gonna just start clapping. Armbar is just clapping. I've never faced <laughs> all of them before. I rolled a 36 and a 57. Maybe I should let my cat roll from now on. Aww. I've never missed all three before. Alright, Epi, you experience a rapid series of hallucinations, showing a world where you've never been born. You get the impression the world is a better place with you in it. Aww. That's not how I thought that sentence was gonna end. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nope, Epi just had It's a Wonderful Life happen. <laughs> Epi goes to shoot the different motes of fire, and just as he's about to, you know, just... There's a ringing of a bell, and then suddenly Epi goes back and he's just got this shook look on his face, and all of the motes just going to fizzle out. Alright, however, you did just loudly announce your presence of the snowmen, so everybody, roll initiative. I rolled a 10 on initiative. Got an 11. Armbar got a 19. I got 12. 12. And Sarah, what did you get? I got 5. Got 5. I got a rock. Actually, I'm going to roll my initiative <laughs> right now. I rolled a 3, so the snowmen are last. They got cold feet. <laughs> uh, 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 oh. I love puns, so you already have inspiration, so I can't give you more. Sorry. That's fair. I'll take it. <laughs> we'll give it yes one yes, time gift it one time gift you can give to <laughs> it is I the season of giving exactly <laughs> <laughs> alright armbar you're up you, can, you get the impression you can get to two of these snowmen easily because they're basically encircling the island so there's two that are close to you guys one on your left one on your right they're, they're on the same side we are like the yeah, so, like, you're basically, like, on the south side of the island is where you came in, and there's basically the west side of the island has three standing on one side, and the east side has three standing on one side. So just pick left or right and go after a snowman, basically. All right. Uh, I'm going to rage and go left. Exactly. And that procs my own wild magic. I got a seven. I think this is the first time I've rolled a seven. Flowers and vines temporarily grow around you until your rage ends. The ground within nice. 15 feet of you is difficult terrain for your enemies. That's pretty bad. Oh, yeah. So can I get up to one of them pretty quickly? Okay. I'm going to get up to one of them on the left. And I'm going to do an attack. Ooh, 18 to hit? 18 will hit. Go ahead and roll me that beautiful damage. I got a 12. All right, 12. This thing, the snowman's not looking good. It's almost like it's monster made of snow. I'll smash it again. That's right, you have a second attack. Second attack. Is uh, 14 a hit? 14 will hit. Uh, it's uh, 14 this time. Damage. Yeah, you obliterate that snowman. <laughs> Ooh, yeah! I'm with the snowflake in the Arctic Tundra. And I'm the Tundra. All right. Is that the end of your turn? That was your bonus action, both your actions... All right, Both my actions are done, so pass the turn. 
Okay, uh, Rook's gonna soften up the next snowman in line for for armbar by uh, shooting with uh, her hand crossbows. So whichever one's closest to armbar next, and that's a fourteen. Fourteen hits. Every hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Um, is it a sneak attack? Yeah, you're Here adjacent you to an ally, so you do get sneak attack. I'm right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I know, after all these, like, a year of playing. Oh, <laughs> 21 total damage. 21. So you just watch as the arrow hits the exact center of the snowman's little, little cool buttons and explodes and dies. Damn. Oh, my God. Like, You're powerful. All right, that was your action. Do you want to do anything with your bonus You smeared him! <laughs> Is there anything in the room besides the snowman and stuff like that can hide behind, maybe? Oh yeah, there's like piles of snow, there's rocks, it's just... Imagine a snowy cavern, you pick, pick your pick. Nice. I'ma take, uh, I'ma go hide behind a boulder. Alright, roll me a stealth check. Oh, a natural 20. Natural 20, love it. So you are definitely hidden. And then go ahead and roll me 2d100. Oh man, okay. 83 and 63. 83 and 63. This is an actual try to give you the better results. Give me a second. The first one was the bad result, clearly. You all chip into a seasick crocodile for the next minute. You have a disadvantage on constitution saving throws in this form. I promise you it was actually the better of the two options. Oh, oh, uh, how long does this last? I don't know. A, mi a minute. Okay, okay. I'm just a crocodile for a minute. So I will pull up a crocodile stop block to use as for your, uh, Give me a second here, I'll pull that up so you can use it. That's incredible. I hid so well. You know, I'll give you the giant crocodile stat block just to make it more interesting. <laughs> uh, this is amazing. Alright, so that was Rook's turn. Alright, so that means... Justin, I'm so sorry, I forgot your character's name. Holidays. 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 No, it's, pr it's pronounced Holidays. Holidays. Oh, Holidays, I got it. Alright, well, yeah. it's your turn. All of these holidays is about to get it. Yeah. How, f how far away were these dudes? Alright, so the first one on the right side is about, thir is about 30 feet away, so you can get to it in your turn. The uh, last one on the side with the armbar on the left side is probably about 60 feet away, so you'd have to like, take the dash action to get close enough to hit it. All of these is gonna... He's going to, to walk forward towards the one that's furthest away, and while he's doing so, pull... A javelin out from behind his back. Santa, guide my hand! And he just hurls it straight towards the uh, the furthest away one. Uh, 20 to hit. Dirty. 20 to hit. Alright, so you are you aiming at the furthest one on armbar side, or the furthest one on the side that's still got three snowmen? Whatever you said was 60 feet. You definitely hit. Alright, yeah, so you're just there, there's a 60 foot away one off the group of the crowd, though, so. Yeah. I always go with the one on armbar side, so. You definitely hit, roll the damage. Okay, it is. 8 piercing. 8 piercing, alright. Alright, it's not looking great. That took a decent chunk out of it. You just watch, like, a chunk of its snow. It gets smaller. Melee weapon attack. Okay, cool, cool. When it, when it pierces through, the javelin begins to, to glow with a radiant light. For Santa has heard my prayers, as I will uh, set a level one divine smite. You were so close to just making that rhyme, but you already have the inspirations, so it doesn't matter. Alright, roll me your 2d8. 
eight total. All right, this thing's looking really small. It's just like the last of the three balls you used to build the uh, snowman. That's all that's left. That and the carrot nose. All right, do you have anything else for your turn? Um, can you use extra attack with thrown weapons? I'll allow it. Okay, cool. I'm just gonna throw another one. Just, just normal this time. Uh, oh, eleven to hit. Eleven is what you needed. So go ahead and roll the damage. Uh, it is another eight piercing. All right, that snowman is gone. Armbar side is out of snowmen. Now it's just the east side has got them. And that is that it for your turn. You everything due to your bonus action. You know what? Yeah, let's pop shield of faith with my bonus action. All right, uh, on who? Does it have to be you, or can you pick someone? Uh, no, on myself. You do not trigger wild magic. Epi, you're up. Okay. So, is there one snowman left? There are three snowmen left on the east side of the lake. Okay. Take frickin' two of sc- <laughs> Actually, you know what? Um, what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb <laughs> on one of the snowmen. To do 3d8 damage and uh, let's see we're gonna cat chose the rubber ducky dice so I can't for the life of me remember what my bonus is to my hits but um oh plus four and three so that is a 23 and I do 11 fire damage to it well, what a shocker a snowman is weak to fire damage so you end up doing 22 damage, which will melt it to a puddle. Excellent. Nice. Epi finally releases the mode of fire, having crumbled a diamond. It's just like, alright, finally, goodness, I don't know what happened to me back there. And that spell did not trigger wild magic. Yay! Right, you have anything to do with your bonus action, Epi, or you did? I don't think there's anything I can do with my bonus action. That's fair. Alright, Jingles, you're up. Okay, so, where'd this crocodile go? Roll perception. <laughs> you gotta beat a natural 20, so. And 16. Rook, do you want to let yourself be seen? Just by your allies? By my allies, yeah, sure. Alright, so you, you saw what Rook hid. What do you want to do? So she is actually a crocodile herself. Yep, Rook turned into a crocodile. Mm -hmm. Oh! Oh, Because of wall magic. Would you like to be... I can't throw you. <laughs> crocodiles are heavy. Yeah, I also made Rook a giant crocodile, so... Yeah, Rook is hiding as a giant crocodile. Very stealthy crocodile. I want to improvise with the crocodile if you want to slip into water. Alright, so what are you trying to do? I'm trying to ride into battle with a crocodile. <laughs> Alright, so should you allow yourself to be mounted like a horse? Yes. Alright, so on Kadisha's turn, you can use your movement. Do you do anything with your uh, position with Kadisha? That's it for right now. Alright, so now it is the snowmen. So the uh, two snowmen are going to move towards the party. Uh, they are going. The one closest to you will be able to get just in range. They don't see Rook, which means they aren't going to see Sarah. So they're going to go after uh, Holidays. Let me just go ahead and roll for. I should let the character shoot the snowmen up. Okay, they're going to get out right up in Holiday's face and use Frost Breath. So, Holiday's uh, make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Eight. 
That does not pass. So you're going to take 2d4 cold damage. That's 2 plus 2 is 4 cold damage. The other one's going to take the dash action get right up in your face, but that's all it can do because it took the dash action. All right, back to the top of the order, Armbar. Armbar's going to realize there's no one else over there. Like, whoa, whoa, where are they? And like turn around and be like, oh, I'm going to get you. And then he just like hustles back over real quick and, start, and tries to run up to one. I want to run up to the one that did the frost breath. And then smash with the great axe. 20 to hit. 20 will hit. That's the damage. 18. So it's barely standing, but it is standing. I'm going to smash it again. 22 to hit and eight and 10 damage. All right, so it dies. And this time I'm going to remember this thing actually has a feature called a death burst. So you and Justin are both within five feet of it. So each of you make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Armbar, since you are within 10 feet of me, you get an extra three to this saving throw from my, my divine aura. Oh, cool. Oh, no. I rolled that in that 20. Me. Yes. Uh-oh. Yes. All right, so you're going to take <laughs> half damage from this. Basically, these things explode in shards of jagged ice is what they're doing. Armbar, what did you get? I, with his, with Justin's, like, extra three, I got an 11. All right, you just narrowly passed, so you're both going to take 1d8 of slashing damage, which is four. And for Armbar, it's halved to two. All right, wild magic. Justin, roll me 2d100. All right, let's see. I got 83 and 85. All right, well, 83 is bad. Oh, sorry, you have you got the one that I wrote for Epi. You disappear in a puff of smoke. You appear in your family <laughs> home, surrounded by your family members. Oh, you... you... <laughs> After six seconds, you disappear and reappear back in the <laughs> In that six seconds, he is gone. This is not where I belong. And he gets up, goes to the door, touches it, and is immediately back. Yep. I am faster than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so there's one snow person left. So that was your turn, Armbar? That's my turn. Alright, so after Armbar, we have Rook. So Rook is a crocodile. She doesn't really know uh, what to do, except, you know, she has big teeth and stuff. So she's just kind of, kind of like charge towards the nearest snowman if possible and bite it. Yep, you get. So you have a bite attack and a tail attack, you get to do both in return. Oh, sick. So I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go right to it. So, um, what's my... What do I, uh, get to, What do I have to roll? Just because it would be easier, I'll just go ahead and roll that for you really quick. Okay? Oh, yeah, sick, sick. I, I have it up and roll 20. It would be easier than... Alright, so we're gonna roll your bite. Yeah, you hit. Nice. You hit with an 18. You did 22 damage. You one-shot the snowman. Nice. Aha! Alright, so you have cleared this room of enemies. Oh my goodness. Now there's just this big pile of presents on this island in the middle. Gold and blue wrap presents. Oh, also, Santa did give you each a bag of holding to put the presents in. Before we before we move on, I want to walk up to Rook and, and say, You know, Mama Arnbar always said, Alligators are so ornery because they all got all them teeth and no toothbrush. Rook's a crocodile, but if she wasn't, <laughs> she would probably have something to say. But that's that's nice. Yeah. Like above game. That's nice. <laughs> Armbar don't know the difference. <laughs> tries talking uh, and a hissing sound comes out. <laughs> yeah, that's all that comes out. Sorry, man. Just like this. <laughs> um, well, because I'm a crocodile, I'm gonna take um, I'm gonna take 
I'm sorry, what's your character's name again, Sarah? Jingles. Jingles? Yeah. Shit, I'm gonna take Jingles on my back, I'm gonna float through that water towards the presents. Alright, so you go, you go up to the presents, you just start piling them into your bags. I will say it probably takes you long enough, but if you want to take long enough to swim over there, you can turn into back into being Rook by the time you get there. If you if you don't take, like, the short route there, or you, like, don't push yourself. So would you like to reach it as a crocodile or as a Rook? I'm gonna reach it as a crocodile and then, you know, chill <laughs> until I turn into a Rook. And Jingle right. will help you uh, tidy up. Alright, so Jingles, are you reaching for a present? Oh no. I'm not sure I heard Sarah correctly. She's kinda lazy, so she's gonna use a, her mage hand to just kinda start picking them up. The horde mimic wakes up. Ha! And you two just feel the ground underneath you start shaking as the island lifts itself a solid 15 feet off the ground. Mm. And it unleashes this mighty roar. And the one of the presents opens up a giant toothy mouth and crunches down in your mage hand. Ah, oh, my hand! You won't have me other hand! Alright, so we are still going to be in initiative order. I just rolled initiative for the for the horde mimic. Uh, that was Rook's turn. So, Holidays, you're up. Two of your allies are standing on top of a horde mimic. Well, that's no good. <laughs> uh, how how deep? How deep is this water? Uh, the water it looks like it's about 15, 20 feet deep because it was able to conceal the horde mimic. Ooh, and uh... It's about 60 feet to view if you want to just get to near the island but on the shore. Oh my god, do I do this? Uh, okay. Yes. He, all of these will get down into kind of a running pose and, and sprint over... He's just going to run straight through the water to try and get over to this island. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and roll a d6 for you because you're heavy enough that, like, you're probably not. You're, you're spraying through the water. You can hold your breath for the next. It's hours, so one hour. Okay. If you're in, able to. In, in plate mail, yeah. Or one, no, it's one minute. That's right. It's one minute or one turn, depending on what it is. You have one minute, so ten turns. All right. Uh, All right. I don't know so my up in this speed underwater. You normally would take half speed, but, like, I'm not worried about it. Okay. You can get up in its face. It's fine. Okay. I, I don't have any movement left to try and, like, get up on it, I guess. Uh, right, okay. Well, it does have a body below at the water level, so if you right, want right. to hit the part that's under the water, you can. What he's actually going to do is, while underwater, he's just going to... Like, take his shield and bang on it in kind of a, a, a taunting and challenging way and cast, uh, or channel divinity to ch issue a champion's challenge. Each creature of my choice within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw, uh, DC 14. On a failed save, they cannot move more than 30 feet away from me. All right, what was the DC again? 14. Right, that's a 13 on the die. This thing has plus 6 wisdom, so it passes. Ooh. Oh, okay, no. Did you have to use a spell slot to do that? No, it's my channel divinity. Okay, it's channel divinity. Okay. Uh, it is my bonus action, though. So, I guess, since that didn't work, as my action, I'm going to... God, I don't want to... I'm going I'm to fight this thing underwater. He's gonna pull out his longsword and just starts 
just start hacking at this thing. Two attacks. First one is... 17. 17 will hit. Okay. Going to do... Uh, 10 slashing. Alright, it takes it. And then second attack... Is a 26. Not, uh... Not natural. Alright. Not a crit. Right, well, that'll hit. For... 11 slashing. Alright, it takes it. It's still looking pretty healthy, though. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get above land here in a minute. But that is the end of my turn. Alright, Epi, you're up. Rook and Jingles are standing on top of the Horde Mimic. And Olides is under the water fighting it. What do you do? Oh, man. I think... What with it being a very large pile of essentially presents... I would like to use the Firebolt Cantrip and smack it. Alright, that's an attack roll, right? Yes. Alright, roll your attack. Alright, I rolled a 9 plus 4 and 3 for a um, brain die. Um. <laughs> 9 plus 7, so 16? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Alright, that, yep, that'll hit. Roll your damage. I rolled, I did 9 damage. Alright, it takes it. It unleashes this bellowing roar as you set the presents on its back mildly on fire. But they're not real presents, so it's not like you didn't just set a wildfire. You just kind of burned it. Okay. Alright, is that it for Epi's turn? Yes. Jingles, you're up. So my instinct says to, uh... This is it, but... <laughs> you're on top of it, I'm like... I'm very much interested in doing that. Yes, mm, that is questionable. It would cause us to fly. Otherwise, let's see if we can fall asleep. I'd like to cast sleep. Alright, you trigger wild magic. So go ahead and roll me a d100. <laughs> okay. Ooh, roll the 100. Alright. Alright. Oh. Let's see what I gave 100. You hear the word nice echo throughout the area. A small present the size of a bread box appears before you and opens in a bright light. You and your allies gain the benefits of a long rest. Hey. Oh. Hey. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have my spells again. Alright, so go ahead and roll your 5d8. 22. Well, this thing has more than 22 HP. Rook, how much HP do you have? Sure. I have 54. Rook also does not fall asleep. Good news, though, Sarah, because you got that long rest, you didn't waste the spell slot. Oh, yay! <laughs> we said something. Alright, do you have anything else you want to do on your turn? I'm gonna use my bonus action to just sweep my rapier at it. Alright, let's see it. An eight will not hit. Yeah! How you missed the actual ground, I do not know. Mm, I probably tripped over it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's my feet. Alright, so now it is the Horde Mimic's turn. Alright, so it has a multi-attack, a bite, and it has two pseudopod attacks. So, pseudopod is basically a giant purple tongue that pops out of the presence. One pseudopod attack is going to go after Rook. Oh, so dear. Does a 27 hit Rook? Y yes. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, right, so you are grappled. It adheres to you, so it picks Rook up in the air, 
and holds of the tongue, and Rook takes 2d6 plus 5 damage, so that's 2, 3, you take 10 damage, bludgeoning damage if it matters. That's okay. And you are grappled, uh, you can try escape on your turn with a DC 16, uh, it doesn't say what the skill check is to escape the grapple, but you have disadvantage to do it, so I'm assuming it's a strength check. It's athletics or acrobatics to, to escape. Okay. Yep, so the, on your turn, if you want to do that, let you guys have a free action. You won't have to use up your action for doing that. And the uh, the second pseudopod is going to go after Jingles. Uh, I'm guess, and then I'm guessing a ten does not hit Jingles. No. So the tongue does not get you, but one of the presents opens up and tries to bite you. And I get let's see here, will a twenty three get you? So you're going to take two d ten plus five damage. Oh, that's a ten. Plus four, fourteen, nineteen damage. Okay. Alright, and that is the Mimic's turn. So back at the top of the order, Armbar, you're up. Well, I think I have to spend a turn to take something else out. No, it's a it's an item interact. It's basically a free action. At least the way you don't You sure? Play. Yeah, if okay. you want to take out a different weapon or something, that's fine, or a different item. I'd like to pull out my javelin and throw it at the, the horde Mimic. Alright, go ahead and roll the attack. Alright. I got a 21 to hit. 21 will hit. Roll me the damage. It is 11, 13 damage. 13. All right. It takes it. Now there's just a javelin dangling from it. All right. If you have a second attack, are you going to go ahead and javelin again? Yeah. I I have four total. Now I have three. So let's throw my third one. Oh. Will 11 hit? An 11 will not hit. All right. Well, that sucks. I guess I'll pass the turn. All right. So after armbar, we have Rook again. Rook, you're standing on top of the horde mimic. You are in the uh, in the grapple of its giant purple tongue in the air. Do you want to try and escape? Ugh. I should have attacked rest- recklessly. All right, next time. Yeah, I always forget I have that. All right, Rook, it is your turn. I will try and use acrobatics first to just try and get out of this, if possible. I'll try and uh, wriggle my way out and jump out of this now. I got 25 total. Yep, so you slip right out like a grease pig and just fall right down, like you do the blade <laughs> poses you land. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. And I'm gonna, um, because I'm really close. I'm like right next to this thing. Like, you're, so, sta- you're literally standing on it. Standing on it, right. So I'm gonna just take my rapier and stab it. Alright, let's see it. And uh, that's 20 total. 20 total, that will hit, so go ahead and roll your damage. I'm sorry, is this also a sneak attack? Yep, yeah, yeah, Jingles is right there. Jingles, okay. see, you landed right by Jingles, so. Make your damage, sneak attack damage, all that good stuff. 21 total. 21, this thing is starting to look kind of shabby. Good. You see the present starting to wither away, like, almost like they're starting to crumble in the dust. Alright, is Rook doing anything with their bonus action? I could do an offhand dagger stab. Absolutely. I'm gonna do it. And that is plus seven again. That's 13. Does 13 hit? 13 does not hit. Oh, well, I tried. <laughs> and that's it for me. You do, you do have your inspiration still if you want to use it. Uh, not yet. But thanks for reminding me. Yeah, no problem. But yeah, I'm no, all good. Although it would have been hilarious to have Rook try hiding from this thing while standing on top of it. Right, I, mean, I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that was Rook's turn. Olides, you're up. Okay. Olides will attempt to climb the horde mimic to get out 
from the, uh, under the surface of the water. All right, roll me athletics. Uh, oh, oh, I'm very good at this. Dirty 20. Dirty 20 will do it. So you climb up this thing's front, and you are standing probably about 10 feet away from Rook and Jingles. I'm going to go ahead and say that was just your movement, though, so if you want to do anything else, you can. Cool. Hey, you guys, while you're within 10 feet of me, add three to any saving throws you roll. All of these is going to... He will pull out his longsword, raise it above his head. Foul creature! How dare you disguise yourself at that most innocent of items at that most precious of times? What if you fooled the children? And he just stabs straight down into this thing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I heard ah, all of shit. that. <laughs> yeah, wow. That, that dice is gone for the moment. <laughs> this one will be much louder. I'm sorry, it's made of metal. Uh, wait, hold on, is that a two or a seven? It's a seven. Yeah. Yeah, so seven uh, will not hit, so... but you do have your inspiration if you want to use it. It's still, it's still 15. Oh, okay, 15. 15 will hit. Right. I, I didn't realize you meant seven on the die. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking at it. This metal dice is a little bit hard to read. It is eight slashing, and I'm going to stab it again because I can. Ten. That time it was a two. All right. All right, well, would you like to use your inspiration, or are you okay with missing? Yeah, I'm going to use my inspiration. Let's. I'm going to fish for crits. Oh my god, it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> Natural one. Natural one. All right, oh. you know the drill. Uh, 60 and 54. 54 is random. Let's see if 60 is bad. All right, so 60 is actually good, so you're going to get 54. You and all your allies take on the appearance of size category small elves wearing green clothes and pointy hats for the next two minutes. You have squeaky voices until the seconds. <laughs> Wait, what? So, yep, yeah, you're a squeaky elf. God, I don't know how to make oh. that voice squeaky. Uh. <laughs> how do we, how you do just we make do that a voice? voice. You don't have to do your character doing a squeaky voice. Oh, make this squeaky in post. <laughs> I'm not that good a sound editor. <laughs> Can you give us an example? Yeah, you're talking a squeaky voice. <laughs> <laughs> this is talking in a squeaky voice. So we just gotta sound like Nikki. Yeah, I know. That's, that's me doing a squeaky voice. But yeah, unfortunately, your second attack does perfect. Miss. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else? You know what? Yeah. Let's cast a spell. Let's cast compelled duel. Does not trigger wild magic, so it doesn't. So that's good. The it's very similar to to my channel divinity. One creature that I can see must make a wisdom saving throw, DC 14. On a failed save, the creature is drawn to me, compelled by your divine demand, and for the duration, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against anybody except me. I right, roll the 12, so it it fails. Cool. Um, in addition, if it tries to move away from me, it must make a wisdom saving throw again, or it is unable. Alright, well, it physically can't move away from you, so we're good. Okay. Kind of hard to move away from something standing on you. <laughs> That's fair. 
Alright, so that was Aladise's turn, so now we're up to Epi. So just just to make sure that I heard you correctly, we are all squeaky elves right now? Yep, you are a squeaky elf. Epi looks down, looks back up. Holy shit, I'm a lot smaller than I usually am. Alright, alright, you know what? You know what? Hey, Armbar, you want to get to the island? Yeah, let's get over here. If you said something, I could not hear any of it. Yeah, I think Tyler's no... Yeah, Tyler's noisy. <laughs> I'm trying to do arm bar and and the squeaky voice <laughs> like a mini bar. <laughs> okay, so where are we? I don't know if I feel comfortable with that. Cause I'm thinking I can. Uh, did you say I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I can freeze the ground and we can walk over there and kick its butt. Oh, yeah! Alright. <laughs> and I would like to do chromatic orb for ice, and I would like to basically, because you have to throw it, I would like to see if I can make it skip the water and freeze a path to the island. Alright, so chromatic orb, is that like an attack roll normally? Uh, yes. I'm just gonna... Are you trying to hit the mimic with it while skipping it, or just blast the water and make a path. Let's, for now, so we can get our our guy in there, let's just skip the water, and then if it hits the guy, great. If not, I'm mostly aiming for the water. Alright, well, let's go ahead and uh, roll our can and see how well you skip the rock. Oh. This is a spell. Okay. Here we go. We're doing rubber ducky dice for this. Okay, so that's a 5 plus 7 for a whopping 12. Alright, so that will make you the- I set the DC pretty low to make the ice bridge is 10. It'll get you, like, all- like, five feet away from the thing, so you'd have to jump the last five feet. That's fine. You made an ice bridge. Why- why do I imagine in my head when you say rubber ducky dice, you're just having a bunch of rubber duckies and you're just rolling them? <laughs> yes, yeah, so whichever one lands upside down with the number up, yeah, no. I actually did buy dice with a little rubber ducky in Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that's cute. And we did not trigger wild magic, so there's that. That's good. I've been imagining a d20 shaped like a rubber ducky this whole time. <laughs> Alright, Epi, do you want to use your movement to travel the ice bridge? In my wizardly wisdom of being as far from the enemy as possible, I'm good. Alrighty. So then we are on to Jingles' turn. I'm just gonna mock this thing in a very high voice. <laughs> now say, you're gonna get a lot of cool in your stacking, you zero young man! Alright, what is your save, DC? Uh, 13. Alright, it does not pass. Yes! So, alright, so go ahead and roll your, I believe it's 2d4 at this level. Ooh, nice. You got both the max and the min there. Uh, yeah. And... Alright, 5 damage. So now this thing has disadvantage on its next attack. Which is good, because its turn is next. Do you have anything you want to do with your bonus action? I'll swing at it again, otherwise. That'll hit, so go ahead and roll damage. It was a 17 on the die. Or no, 17 modified, I'm sorry. What do you want to do? Alright, so take 6 piercing damage. This thing is looking, starting to look rough, guys. Now it's up, so... It is going to reach out with the tongue, and it, get, it is mad at all of these, so... I'm guessing that a two on the die is not going to go ahead and hit you with that. It's a 
plus eight is a ten. Ten to hit, Justin? Uh, no. No, didn't think so. It's gonna try again. Six is twelve gonna hit you? No. No. Okay, it's got a bite left, and it's gonna open up one of those presents on you. Natural twenty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's going to be ouch. Four d ten plus five. <laughs> and the horde mimic has to roll a d100. <laughs> 25 plus 5, 30 damage. Oof. Whoa. That was a crit, so. Yeah. But no, I'm not going to roll wild magic for the horde mimic. Why not? Turn it into a you know small No, sir. Why not? All right, you, you, you <laughs> might we'll do this by vote. Armbar voted yes. Justin voted yes. Bring it on. I'm voting yes. All right, the horde mimic old natural 20, so 47 and 12. All right, eight maids appear alongside eight cows. The maids and <laughs> the cows are peculiar is going on. The maids and the cows disappear after a few seconds. Do they appear and then immediately fall into the water? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, they appear on the horde mimic's back and start milking cows. Oh. <laughs> Man, they're uh, really that was... milking that 12 days of Christmas thing, huh? <laughs> Holidays <laughs> ah. is very confused. Alright, Armbar, you're up. Alright, well, Mini Elf Armbar is smiling now that he, there's a path made for him to get to the, the Horde Mimic. And Mini Elf Armbar is going to bring out his great axe and say, Let's get him! And then just gonna start dashing across. To make the hops to jump over. Do I have to make any saves no. or skills? You know, go ahead and roll me uh, athle- athletics or acrobatics, your choice, to traverse the ice without slipping. Do I have to use inspiration before or after? after? You can use inspiration after you see the dice roll. Okay. I got a 21. Right, 21, you're fine. I didn't think that these are particularly high. It's walking on ice. Okay. So you get there just fine. And then... Sweet... Am I? Can I hit him yep, with the great axe? You can hit it from the ice bridge, or if you want, you can jump over and get on top of the island. Everyone else first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump over on the All island. Right, you get up there, no problem. And I'm gonna do a reckless attack. All right, let's see it. Uh, I'm actually gonna use the crit. All right, a crit. So first, well, let's do the damage first. So go ahead and roll the damage. So, oh, it yeah, does it, does it, it automatically for you. Roll twenty is yeah. awesome. Uh, 27... 29 damage. 29 damage. Yes. This thing is looking rough. It's looking like it's about got a snowman's health left. Ooh. Can I hit him again? Well, first of all, we rolled me 2d100. Darn it. Shit! 30 and 55. This great axe is bigger than mini elf armbar. A floating sprig of mistletoe appears above your head. You feel compulsion to kiss someone. Do you kiss anybody near you? You are near Rook, Jingles, and Holidays. Who wants a smoochy Wallace from Armbar? <laughs> Come on! I knew you wanted a piece of me. Break it off. Does anybody kiss Armbar? Um, I, I want I what? want them to roll the dice and pay the price no more. Roll, roll a someone. Okay. You guys should roll a d twenty okay. to see. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the lowest has to kiss. The me. highest is the one that has to kiss Armbar. Okay. Okay. Oh, roll a five. <laughs> oh, the one that rolls the highest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that saves you. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Epi, Epi's you, too far away. 
Oh okay, no. Uh-oh. 17. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> All right, I'll use the kiss armbar. I guess tis the season, and yes. All right, armbar. You <laughs> heal by 1d8, but I guess you're already full health. I used to. I did. <laughs> the member's like, I'll use tongue. Um. <laughs> Nothing right, but. You have a second attack. I'm going to do another attack. I don't think I can attack recklessly twice. Yeah, it's only first attack per turn, so swing in a. I got a 14. 14 is exactly the number you needed, so what's your damage? Sweet. Nine. Nine. This thing looks like it has very, very, very little life left in it. Alright, is that your turn? Thanks for the smooch, brother. Who's up next? This thing's looking like it's going down. Rook, do you think you can close the battle out? This thing is looking pretty... I'm gonna try. Say, if it was out of 123, it looks like it has a whole 2%. Left. I want to try my best to stab it again with my rapier. I did a lot of damage last time. You will get sneak attacks. All you need to do is hit to kill it. Fingers crossed. And I got a nat one. I'm not even joking. All right. Do you, do you want to burn your inspiration? Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. That was... Okay, 13 total. That's not very good. Thir 13 total is not the number you uh, still miss. Uh, I'm going to try and do a... Oh, no, wait. Can I do my offhand stab? Yes, you can. That's an 18. 18 will hit, so roll the damage. Yeah, it's... No right, backup. it's something. Um, that's my dagger, though. That's uh, 1d6. I do a little too little damage. <laughs> Two damage is exactly the number you needed, so... No, you gotta you be kidding. Nope, you, so you feel this thing tremble and shudder and collapse back down in the water. There's a big splash... And the presence disappear into dust. You've defeated the horde mimic. What? Take back your giant pile of fake presents. Well, I say we I shouldn't be fine. surprised. Yeah. So the the tininess goes away after about two minutes. So now that you're out of combat, if you want to take, like just let it pass, you will stop being tiny. You are all in this cavern. You're on the carcass of the horde mimic in the island. There's nothing of interest left here. Do you want to do anything before you move on to the next room north of you? Like, I was wondering how long we were resting for. Right, do you want to try and take a short rest? Is that what you're trying to do? Oh, no. I, I was just trying to figure out if I could uh, tinker something. Unless anyone objects, Shingles can have a few minutes to tinker. I don't want. No, that's fine. Okay. Unless Holidays wants to have a short rest or something and get some back no, some hit points. No, but while, while Jingles is tinkering, Holidays uh, is going to cast Find Steed, which takes ten minutes. All right. Uh, yeah, you find a reindeer. Also, hold on a second. You do not trigger wild magic. Can I, can I modify that just a little bit? You want a red-nosed reindeer? Uh, <laughs> no. I want, like... A chestnut horse, but it has on like a dollar store reindeer like antlers thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I uh, I would like to take this brief respite to cast mage armor finally. <laughs> All right, so Epi cast mage armor. Did 
Uh, let's see if Mappy Trinkle found magic. You do not. Yay! Alright, and what is Jingles tinkering? Small fire starter. Alright. Since everything you fought so far except the Horde Mimic is vulnerable to fire. Hey, yeah, I realized. I was like, hmm. Snow, ice-themed enemies. It's no problem. Alright, so you do that. Does anyone do anything else before we move on to the next room? I'm good. Let's do it. If anything, can I retrieve my javelins? You can retrieve your javelins, yes. In the next cavern, most strangely you see, a three-story tall, festively decorated tree. Ornaments silver and red and long popcorn chains, adorned with a half-dozen enormous candy canes. Beneath it lay gifts wrapped red and green, the first real presents that you've actually seen. Hmm. You do get the impression that's about half of the presents that St. Nick is missing based on his description. Investigate the tree. Alright, roll investigation. I rolled a 19 total. Alright, the 19 total, you can see the tree. It, it is mostly stationary, but you do get the impression it is not a. Re it is not just a tree. Yeah. So you get the impression that if it's disturbed, it might be more sapient than it appears. Yeah, guys, gotta watch out for this thing. You better watch out, and you better not cry. <laughs> better not cry. I'm telling you why. Theoretically, could it be dispelled? Roll Arcana. I would like to assist. Alright, roll Arcana mm. with advantage. 17. With a 17, you know that this is a living thing. It is not a conjured creature, so dispelling it would do nothing but waste a spell slot. Alrighty. Yeah, so it is a creature that appears to be a tree. A creature? You, you just say yeah, creature? So a creature? A creature. <laughs> no, I did not, but let's say I did. <laughs> uh, I would like to use the Watcher's Eye trait that we discussed to see if this tree is a naughty tree or a nice tree. Alright, you distinctly get the impression this is a naughty tree. It has oh. been corrupted by the Krampus. Terrible tree. <laughs> Quick question. <laughs> Where the presents are, would that by any chance be all within a ten foot radius? Like, how big is this tree? Alright, this is like a big, like, redwood tree. Like, I believe the stanza said it's three stories tall. Yeah, exactly. This thing is big. So the presents are probably about twice that far around, like more than 10, like you said, what, 10, 20 feet? Yeah, I was thinking 10 feet. Yeah, like probably, like the, the trunk itself is probably a 10 foot radius, so. Is there anything else in the room? Like is there doors or anything on the walls? There is a door to the north end that looks like a goat, like it's like a big like gingerbread looking door. You get the impression that's probably the Krempus's lair, like his like actual room. You want to actually do anything with these presents? Like these are clearly the presents you're supposed to recover, at least half of them. I'm gonna leave over. All right. So currently, that's asleep, or at least not trying to attack us. We could, in theory, since it's been corrupted by the Krampus, or it doesn't have a holiday spirit, or whatever it was, all of these was saying. Could we sneak over, mark the Krampus guy, and then maybe the tree will be fine afterwards? Yeah, I see what you mean. Get rid of the boss, and maybe the curse will be lifted? Sure. Clearly this is a Christmas tree. Maybe it'll be less of an evil Christmas tree once it has its Christmas spirit back, like the power of Santa compels it or something. How's that work, Aldis? Ah, uh, you have the right of it. 
if we if we dispatch the evil or the naughty Krampus, then perhaps the Christmas spirit will return to the tree itself and swing it over to being a very nice tree once again. You children have such great ideas. The naughty Krampus. Or someone roll Arcana. I will roll Arcana. This will be fun. I'm gonna use my shiny dice. That gave me a 16. 16 is the DC I set for that, actually. You get the impression that will exactly work, but Krampus's magic is compelling this tree to be naughty. Alright. You know me, I'm always down for murking someone. That's why we count on you. <laughs> uh, let me just check the gingerbread door for traps. Maybe you can eat it. <laughs> just eat through You can it. help me eat it. <laughs> I am a little bit peckish. All of these licks the door. Well, Rook, Rook was investigating the door first. I got an 11 total. We'll see how this goes. The door looks delicious, but not trapped. Okay. Let's eat the door. <laughs> or let's just open the door. I mean, it might just be open. <laughs> it just be unlocked. <laughs> Who wants to try and open it? Uh, all of these has, has his long sword out as if he's about ready to, like, cut the door into pieces. He's, like, got the tip of it up on a corner. So, wait, are we... What are we doing? Let's go. I mean, I say let's go. What about the rest of you? I want to eat the door, damn it! Okay, he cuts a slice <laughs> off of the door and hands it to Rook. Nice. Rook is happy. <laughs> and then he's... That sweet, sweet door. divvying up pieces of the door to the rest of the party. <laughs> well, I hope the, whoever's on the other side doesn't care. <laughs> Jinkles will accept her gingerbread. It is not a terribly quick process. I am uh, I'm going to gingerly slip Jingles my other cookie. I take other cookie. <laughs> and stuff my yes. Alright, so you all munch on the door. Does anyone <laughs> actually enter the next room? Uh Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, let's just go. Right, go I was going to say Epi while everybody's munching on their cookies is like so I have an idea. I would like to cast Alter Self to make myself look like one of those guards like what was out front. You do not trigger wild magic. You now take, have the appearance of a dwarger. Excellent. And I'm just gonna be like, alright, so if I yell, oh my Chris Kringle, get in there and save me, I'm gonna get my, my butt handed to me if you don't. If not, maybe I can figure out something. So, like if we were going to lay a trap for him, what would we do? Maybe tell him, maybe tell Krampus that all the presents were moved to location B. I do like this plan. So what, are we trying to just lure him out? No, what are we trying to do? Lure him out so we can sneak attack him. Uh, may I suggest, why don't we... I, I like the idea of luring him out. But perhaps, if I'm able to make friends with said tree, the tree might be able to assist. Oh, if you can make friends with the trees. Okay. Because I'm thinking of Mantle of Majesty. Oh. It's just probably mind the timing. But if he has additional people, perhaps they can also be swayed, so to speak. Ooh. I like the way you think, Tiny Elf. 
gnome, really. Really. Oh. Elves can be a bit haughty. There's, there's some friction there. <laughs> ah, gnomes. My apologies. It's the nomenclature. It always gets to me. Uh, oh. Do you, have, do you still have your inspiration or did you, or did you burn that? I still have my inspiration. Oh, I can't Can I give her again. advantage on her charm the tree? Yeah, sure. Yay. Paul, are you looking at the Discord chat? Kenny has uh, made a proclamation that he would like to uh, wild magic whoever is acting now or acted last. All right. At the request of the actual DM, this is Kenny's Christmas present from the podcast. Jingles, you are affected by roll 89. 89 is... For the next five minutes, you feel compelled to speak in rhyme or sing. If you do not speak in rhyme or sing, you take 1d4 psychic damage every time you speak. (laughs) No. It's both very fitting for this situation and very dangerous. Hurry up, my dear friends, for this thing shall certainly end. <laughs> I believe in you. Alright, so what are we doing to charm the tree? Um, I'm casting command to it. Alright, is that a saving throw? Mm, yes. Alright, what yeah, what is the uh what is the thing I'm saving for the stat? Wisdom saving throw, okay. What what is this tree's wisdom? It's pretty good. However, a five on the die means it's sure not passing, so. What do you command ah. the tree to do? I command the tree to move and open the door. Alright, the tree opens the door. It just hot it hots itself up and it marches up to the decrepitous door and it is way too big, so it uses its slam attack to knock the door down. Wait, what do- we ate the door. Whatever <laughs> we ate the is whole left door. of the door, the crimp- <laughs> Whatever you did not eat of the door is now slammed open. It's cookie crumbles now. And as you slam the door open, the crevice's chamber is a kitchen, oddly enough, with several ovens surrounding the mountain of ill-gotten stuff. He chortles as you enter, standing his full height, an eight-foot-tall drow with the complexion of night. So Kringle sent you to take his things back. Well, to that I simply say, ATTACK! And he rolls initiative. Oh, great. He rolled a seven on initiative, so he's gonna go like right it before jingles. Oh wait, so we keep our initiative. No yeah, longer. yeah. Rather than have these, this is basically like combat, combat, combat. I wasn't gonna like have you guys roll over and over again. That's good because I rolled eight. I'm yeah, very like, that's good because I just rolled a three. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I usually will do initiative for like just the whole session when I'm running a game. Just that's cool. It, so. All right, so do you actually enter the compass's lair, or are you hoping he'll come after you? Basically, did you continue standing in there, or did you, once the door got slammed open, run in? Who is going first? I'll take uh, point. First in the order is arm, arm bar is actually first in the order. I'm just asking where you all are standing when the combat starts. Oh, I'm going to stand at the door. Yeah. Alright, so you remained in the tree chamber. Yeah, but like, at yeah, yeah. All of these will take point, and if nobody else is, he will stand, like, in the doorway. Well, I, I gotta go all first, right. so I should probably stand in the doorway. But you can move past your teammates oh, okay. without them being difficult. Yeah, yeah, so, oh, that's like, good. You can physically pass through them. It's like they don't even aren't even there. Okay. So I I guess I'll stand behind Alides. All right. All right. So what I'm hearing is everyone started the combat in the tree chamber. Is what I need to know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Armbar. Like the is tree your turn. opened the thing. <laughs> the tree opened the thing. Yes. 
However, you didn't do anything to make the tree not evil, so now it is awake and ready. We'll be fighting you as soon as command wears off. Let's just, just share an effort with the Krampus. So it, you don't have to worry about it for a minute. Okay. Um. Well, how far away is Krampus from from Armbar? Can I make it to him? You. Oh yeah, you can make it to Krampus. Basically, just imagine like a commercial kitchen. That is the Krampus's room. Is there anybody else just in the room? A bunch of ovens on the sides and a big stack of presents in the back. Just the Krampus. Just Krampus. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna just stand there holding a tray of cookies. I'm gonna run in there. And smack the tray of cookies. I'm going to take a cookie and then smack the tray of cookies off of, out of his hands. All right, uh, first question, just so, you, just so you know, for your turn, uh, you, your rage wore off for the amount of time you guys spent beforehand, so you are not currently raged if you wish to do so. I will rage. All right. So you I... get that wild magic roll. Let's do it. D8, I got a three. Uh, let me see what that does. The three is... Oh, it's the flump for the pixie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except this time, instead of being the flump of the pixie, it actually appears to be like a little spirit of Christmas. Okay. Like you just see like a little elf floating, like appear, and he's going to explode in a, in a cloud of snowflakes before he disappears. Let's see. At the end of the kind of turn. I'm gonna have to put it behind him because it it blows up at the end of the end of the turn. So I'll, I'll put him behind him so it doesn't it doesn't hit me, but hits him, and then. I'll smack the. I'll take a cookie, smack the tray out of his hands, and uh, I'm gonna get you, Krampus. You're nothing but a punk and nothing but garbage. And I'm gonna take a swing at swing at him and I'm gonna attack recklessly. All right. Oop, that's a crit. All right, nice. Roll your damage. I got twenty-three. All right, the Krampus takes it. And now roll me two d one hundred. 72 and 76. Five golden rings with 500 gold pieces each appear on your right hand. On my right hand? Yep, your right <laughs> hand now has 2,500 gold worth of five golden rings on it. I'm rich! Filthy rich! Or I'm getting married! <laughs> five different suitors? <laughs> How many suitors will Armbar have? Alright, that was. All your... my commandical. <laughs> Can I, uh... I bet one of them's holidays. You got a taste earlier. <laughs> I'm gonna make another attack with a great axe. Alright, let's see it. 25 to hit. 25 probably hits? Let me... I was... I forgot to open up the crevice because I wasn't expecting you guys to just skip the tree room. How silly of me. I bet I'm part of this podcast. I think I would know better. Yes, that hits. Alright, roll damage. Uh, All right, 18. He takes it. Doesn't look happy about it. I wouldn't think he would be. All right, I'll pass the turn. All right, so that makes it Rook's turn. Okay, Rook is gonna Rook's gonna do that thing that archers do sometimes, where they like get down on like one knee and they aim and shit. So I'm gonna do that for one. In the doorway, I'm gonna aim at Krampus's legs. All right, roll an attack. I would give you damage, but then you're like trying to snipe him in the knee. So yeah, that's all. That's fine. I'll try. <laughs> I can roll the 12. 12 will not do it. Okay, so instead, well, now that I failed, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna try and rapier this evil tree. That's an offhand thing. Come on. I rolled a fucking that one. Well, good news is you triggered wild magic, so roll me 2d100. <laughs> Let's hope for the best. 40 and 33. 
Alright, you cast Cloud of Daggers centered on a point you can see, but the daggers look like candy canes. You fill the air with spinning candy canes in a cube, five feet on each side, centered on a point you choose within range, and they'll take 4d4 slashing damage if they enter the spell's effect the first time or start the turn there. And you can put this anywhere you want, including up in the air, so if you wanted to just center it around the tree's head, you certainly could. Yes! I was thinking about that anyway, but I didn't. I don't think he's going to follow it, but anyways, yeah, I'm going to do it around where the star would be on the tree. That's where I'm going to put it. All right, so Rook does that. So Rook had an eventful wild magic turn, at least. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, and uh, that's it. <laughs> all right, all of these, you're up. Wait a minute. We forgot to do the the Spirit of Christmas uh, explosion. Oh, we did. Thank you for reminding me. Go go ahead and do your Spirit of Christmas explosion. What is the save I have to do? It you The, the creature has to succeed on a deck saving throw or take 1d6 force damage. Alright. Dexterity saving throw. There's a 16 pass. Oh, the DC equals 8 plus proficiency plus con. So 8 plus... So 11 plus... 14 is my is my dex. Uh, Alright, so it through. passes. So no damage? No All damage. Alright. All of these, you are up. Okay. All of these is going to stride forth towards the Krampus and uh, turn back towards the rest of the party. You take care of the tree. We will deal with him. And he re-ups Shield of Faith on himself and then goes in for some some longsword strikes. Alright, your Shield of Faith does not trigger wild magic. Alright. Uh, 15 to hit. 15 exactly hits. Alright, cool, cool. For, ooh, 6 slashing. Slash and let me just double check his. Okay, he does not resist that. Okay. And then. Alright, he takes it. Second. Uh, is a dirty 20. Alright, so that will hit. For. Uh, 11 slashing. And on the second hit, I will burn a second level slot as the blade glows a, a, a vibrant red radiating out Christmas cheer and by and by Christmas cheer I mean uh, 17 radiant alright he takes it and he is looking pretty bad uh, that is the end of my turn alright that brings up Epi I would like to uh, cast charm person on the tree alright that now. is a wisdom save I believe yeah, and um, it does have advantage because it got hit, but hasn't been hit yet with the candy canes. Yeah, it has not been hit yet. So oh, good. Then it doesn't is, have advantage. What is Epi's spell save, DC? Uh, 15. The tree is charmed. Yes. I'm going to tell the tree, Krampus is attacking you. Run while you still can. Yep. <laughs> All right. So Epi did not trigger wild magic casting charm person. Whew, okay. Not and, a single uh, we have not had a single proc off of a spell cast yet. <laughs> I'm counting my lucky charms. Alright. And let's see. I think that's pretty much all I can do because it's just one spell, but I would like to kinda duck out of the way behind, like on either side of the door. So if Krampus blows out the door, I'm I'm not gonna get hit. 
Alright, that's a good decision because Krampus is next in the order. Alright, so first, layer action. The gingerbread cookies from the Krampus's oven jump out and surround all of these as they turn into gingerbread golems. So, each of the gingerbread golems is going to make an attack on all of these. Don't worry, they're not very strong. They're going to use ginger breath. One, the first one is. Make a dexterity saving throw for me. Okay, I'm gonna actually add all my bonuses this time that I forgot. Fifteen. All right, fifteen passes, so you're fine. The other five are going to attack you with their bare little gingerbread hands. All right. Uh, an eleven hit? No. Then eleven won't hit. A twenty-two probably will. No. Twenty-three. No. Oh wow, these things don't only really hit you if they crit. <laughs> He's a gingerbread tank. All five of the gingerbread men just. Like, you know, like a small child flailing their fists at you? That's the gingerbread man just feebly pounding on the sides of your armor. Ugh, and he just kind of shakes his leg. Get off me. Krempus, meanwhile, is going to cast Darkness. Is he now? Is he now? What if I cast Counterspell? Alright, so... I have so a reaction. You do. So Krempus tries and fails to cast Darkness. Epi did not trigger wild magic. Epi's dodged every wild magic roll I've made. <laughs> so the Krempus just used his action, and none of his spells are bonus actions. Krempus is going to stand there because he doesn't want to provoke an opportunity to attack from all of these. However, the tree's turn is up, and the tree started its turn inside of the, cl the Cloud of Daggers, so... Four, three, four, that's eleven, eight, plus eight. It takes nineteen slashing damage. Woo woo! And remember, I told it that Krampus was attacking it. Yeah, well, it can't get to Krampus because Krampus is in a tiny room yeah. with a big tree. And I did tell it to right away. Also, you watch as the candy canes that were on the tree shrivel up because they also took 19 damage. The animated candy canes that were about to attack you all die because they were inside the cloud. Yes! <laughs> like, you watch them jump to life and go, ow, 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 and, and just fall to the ground, shattered into peppermint. It's candy cane on candy cane violence. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing sweet about this All right. tragedy. Alright, so the tree does believe Epi is to, to be a friendly acquaintance, so it will back away from the cloud of daggers as if it just doesn't want to do anything, but it realizes it doesn't know how it got in here because the doors on both sides are too small for it to walk through. The tree was born in this room, it'll die in this room. But it does not attack you because it thinks you're friendly. Or at least it won't attack Epi. Uh, tell you what, someone named Even Rods. Odds. Odds. <laughs> Go with Even. Alright, Evens. The tree just decided Epi's friends were also its friends. Yay! So it will not attack you. That makes me happy. That was the Krempus' entire turn. Nice. Summoning a bunch of really ineffectual gingerbread golems. So, Jingles, you're up. Yes! Um... So there's multiple golems around holidays? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna cast sleep. And am I still under my oh. rhyming scheme? We'll say it passed by now. Okay. Yes. I should lull them to sleep. So that Alright, so go ahead and roll your uh, sleep dice. <clears throat> Oh, you, did you upcast it? Is that what happened? Yes, I did. I put it up to two. Okay. Alright, so you put one golem to sleep. It is functionally out of the battle. You also triggered wild magic because I got the roll. So I'm going to roll a d100. Actually, you roll me a d100. 
Six to nine. Nice. Nice. All right, so with a 69, for the next minute, whenever you speak, your voice is replaced by the sound of jingle bells. Oh, man. Really living up to your namesake there, Jingle. <laughs> All right, do you have anything else you want to do with your turn? That was your uh, that was your action casting the spell. You want to do anything with bonus action? Anybody need healing ward? Uh, you cannot cast a, sec- a slotted spell twice in one turn. Oh, oh, I forgot that was. That's how that works. No problem. It's a it's a niche rule, so. Yeah, sometimes it goes back and forth. Um, it's okay. I've done the same thing. <laughs> not sure if bardic inspiration would also go. I think I could get bardic inspiration. Bardic inspiration you can do with your bonus action. It's going to go to armbar. Deck the halls with armbar's fist. Ba la 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 la. He decks with with his wrist. Ba la 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 la. Down you go with his dex blow. Ba la 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 la. Last words you hear are your true self. Ba la 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 la. And that is the last thing Jingle says. And as you say the last words, you start coughing out Jingle sounds instead. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. Darmar, <laughs> you have the D8 of Bardic Inspiration available to you now. It's great because Woo-hoo. you are at the top of the order. Let's go. I am going to smash with the great eggs. 15 to hit. 15 will hit, so roll your damage. Uh, 17. All right, Krampus takes it. I got so excited. <laughs> I got so excited yeah, I forgot yeah, to use attack, that's fine. Uh, my reckless attack. Can I use it for the second attack? I got a 20. A dirty uh, 20? Dirty, dirty 20. Okay. All right, roll your damage. Damage is 8. Krampus takes it. And then I'm going to spawn a Spirit of Christmas within the vicinity of Krampus behind him. And then he'll have to... Get a deck save of 14 or higher. Krampus does not I'm... pass. Woo! Go ahead and roll your damage. What was that again? D6. Four damage. Alright, Krampus, take that too. Boop, boop! End turn. Alright, Rook, you are up. Okay, I'm be realistic this time. Um, I'm just gonna shoot him right in the chest. I can't believe this. I don't even know what to say. What is going on? One. I don't have a choice, right? I don't have anything I could do. Yeah. Right? So. If you, you, you come up with the rhyme, you can give yourself inspiration. <laughs> oh my god, let me see what I can think of. Um, Aim for that hip. You know you'll go through it. You, can, you know you can do it. You aim a little higher. I'm sure it'll do it. <laughs> you can't just rhyme do it with do it, Epi. Oh, I meant do through it. it. Oh, never mind. I, my brain died. I do. Well, then you get try inspiration again. Back. I know you'll go through it. Aim for the hip. I know you can do it. Okay, there you go. That was All good. Right. There we go. Really I will let Epi give you inspiration if you want to really. Oh, that that's yeah. that's very nice. Thank you. Christmas. I'm trying. That's fifteen total. That's, right. that's good. All right, fifteen will hit. So go ahead and roll your damage. 
And is that... Oh, I need to ask every time, because that's how I am as a person. Yeah, is yeah, that... uh, you guys are all clustered together by the door. You definitely get sneak attack. And that's 14 total. The Krampus takes it. He's starting to wobble around like he's not doing good in his feet. Oh, nice. Nice. I'm going to do an offhand shooty. And that's a 10 total. I don't know if... I, I think I missed him. Yeah, a, a 10 will not do it, so... That all one right. That one goes boing and that's it for my turn. All right. Should have written the issue down on a separate piece of paper. Okay. All right, so, holidays, you're up. You're up in the face of the Krampus and six really ineffectual golems. Well, the golems are very ineffectual, so... And the Krampus is where all this magic is coming from. So he will continue to fight against the sworn enemy of his patron? He, whatever Santa is. <laughs> Hey, paladins can have patrons, that's fine. Yep. He's his uh, Santa baby. Longsword to the face. 22, 3. That'll, all right, that'll hit. For uh, 9 slashing. How would you like to defeat the Krampus? Uh, wait, you said he's like 8 foot tall, right? Yep. He, he takes kind of a, a, a low stance with a sword pointing upwards and just raises up and uh, does attempt to stab just through the face of the Krampus. Yes. So you impale the Krampus through the face. Yeah. Get some. And the Krampus is gone. And with it, you can see the dark magic that was binding the tree go away. The tree doesn't need to be charmed behind you anymore. The gingerbread men crumble the dust. Whoa. There's a lot of very sweet dust around here. Epi sort of brushes off his cloak. Between the gingerbread men and all the candy canes. There wouldn't happen to be some milk or anything, would there? Roll investigation to search for milk. I will roll investigation. Okay. We're using metal dice for this one. I, I will also investigate. Okay. Ooh. I got a 17. Oh, I got a 6. Well, for the six, you find nothing. For the seventeen, you find the Krampus's refrigerator or his like box of holding in the uh, in the back of the oven thing, and it definitely has milk. Box of colding. Yep. Yeah. Box of colding. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It is a large box that's been enchanted to keep things cold. There wouldn't happen to be anything in the box of colding that doesn't have ginger in it. Would there? Or nutmeg or whatever it is that makes gingerbread taste like ginger. I think that would be nutmeg. You see milk and eggnog and that's kind of like you see ingredients that could be used to bake fresh cookies like butter and other refrigerated things that people use to bake cookies. Did you see that on the counter he has cookie jars with other non-gingerbread man cookies? I'm grabbing the eggnog. I'm grabbing one of the non-gingerbread cookies. And I'm gonna be like, alright, who wants a glass? I'll do it. Jingles is ready! I, I pour everyone a glass. Alright, you now each have a glass of delicious frothy eggnog. Except Jingles is gonna take a second and slightly prestigitize upon the top of it just a hint of its own ginger nutmeg. <laughs> you made it nutmeg flavor on a pill. And he's like, I'm avoiding nutmeg, and you nutmeg it up. But it's not real nutmeg, it just seems like it. That's true, I'm not allergic to prestidigitized nutmeg. <laughs> I want me to 
Want me to add some to yours? I'm gonna look over. Alright. I've never tried prestidigitized ones, but since prestidigitation makes beverages full of lies, let's try it. Absolutely! And she just adds more prestidigitized aging into your eggnog. I'm gonna try it. Does prestidigitized egg <laughs> nutmeg? Cause an allergic reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I just I rolled an over under. I rolled a seven, so yes, you feel like an itchy throat when you drink it. Like you have a psychosomatic reaction of like, oh god, this is nutmeg. I'm allergic to this, and you feel itchy for a second, and then go, okay, it's fine. I look at it. The lies are strong with this one. You should teach my friend Brock how to do that. He makes this tea, and it's it's very <laughs> convincing, but not really. This! This was convincing enough that I could get an allergic reaction for like a half a minute. It's like spicy eggnog, and I chug it. What? Allergic? She's going into anaphylactic shock, and, uh... <laughs> all of these comes over <laughs> and uses lay on hands to cure you of disease. <laughs> <laughs> it's an EpiPen. EpiPen. Oh, no! <laughs> I, I, I was just saying it's a little meta that that worked, because I know that the bartender, Sarah's, she also spills lies, so. Yes. I know, right? What is it with, with the press to digitize drinks now? Like, you can just give me the real thing. I mean, the allergens. In which case, please don't. I I I think like like corn syrup, fructose corn syrup. It's it's there. Sometimes you need the real thing. Sometimes those substitutes are just as good. I'll take your word for it. And I just look at Rook and and Armbar, and I'm like, don't tell Rook. I drink the eggnog. <laughs> Alright, so you all celebrate, then you gather the presents. With presents in hand, to Kringle's workshop you go, marching for hours through the wind and the snow. Without instant you arrive, he greets you with a cheer. Thank you, my friends, you're on the nice list this year. And he gives each of you a present. Oh, perfect, there's no way I was getting on the nice list without that. And I just sort of <laughs> shove it in my back. You don't even open the presents? I'm opening my present right, right now. <laughs> Uh, Epi shoves it in the bag. Is it Christmas? You gotta wait for Christmas! It is the night you just saved Christmas. You can open your presents. <laughs> ah, perfect. Epi opens it and just tears Fine. into it. Alright, Epi receives a new pair of slippers, specially fit for him. Uh, it, you actually get the impression they are slippers of spider climbing. While wearing them, Epi can cl has a climbing speed and can climb up walls like a spider. Oh, I love that. What? <laughs> I have hoof slippers of spider. That's badass. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> like they're basically like little like. What do those look like? <laughs> like imagine like socks. That's what what hoof slippers would be like. Yeah, like socks. <laughs> hoof slippers. I'm not going to lie. I googled it. There is such a thing as like a little slipper you can put around. Oh to keep them my warm. gosh. I bet it's so cute. <laughs> uh, Rook, you received gloves of thievery. Oh, sick. 
So I believe they grant you proficiency at stealing stuff. They're in the compendium, so you can look them up and put them on your character sheet. Okay. I did get Candy's permission to give everybody gifts. Please. And then for Armbar, a set of new suspenders. They are called the Suspenders of Disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You gain proficiency on insight checks. So just go ahead and check that box for proficiency on your character sheet and you're good to go. And then Santa actually says, Effie, I have gifts for your friend Brock as well. And he hands you a box from Brock to give Brock. And says, I have a feeling that you'll see this person sometime shortly after this Winter Shield. So here you go. And he gives you a gift for someone named Nadir. Effie kind of turns it over. Santa's just asking you to deliver presents. He didn't do anything. No, no, that's not the Christmas. I mean, the what's this Winter, Shield. Winter Shield spirit. <laughs> Effie just looks at it. Is this because of all the lies I told this year? That's why I have to do the health thing to be on the nice list. Is that why we're I just, the ones doing I hand this, Brock's present to Armbar and say, Alright, you're the most qualified. I need you to get this to your boss next time we remember it. Aye, aye. I got it. You can count on me. I believe in you, Armbar. I'm going to hold on to Nadir's present, and I would like to see if I could sneak a peek at it. You want to sneak a peek on the present right in front of Santa Claus. I'm on the naughty list for a reason. Alright, roll sleight of hand. <laughs> what is my sleight of hand? Okay. I have a plus one to this. We're rolling the rubber ducky dice. Oh, ah! Okay. Ooh. 15 plus one for a 16. 16. Santa does Ooh. not see you trying to sneak a peek. However, all you can gauge from it is that it is a magical item of some sort. Without opening the present, you don't really know what it is. Alright, so his elves take the presents and start loading the sleigh. He makes his way off saying, Thanks, Bard Rock Cafe. With one last mild magic surge, but one without peril, you all feel the urge to sing a winter shield carol. Jingle bells, Krampus smells, our heroes save the day. You need some help tonight, just call Bard Rock Cafe. At these nose will glow. Armbar's here to sleep. Brooke will steal the show, brooding all the way. Brock song will surely sing, making spirits bright. Happy holidays from DRC, have a wild night. And that is where we end tonight's adventure. Yay! Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Okay, you listen to Bard Rock Cafe. Get on to sassygamers.com and listen to more episodes. And become a patron. I'll read your cards. Do it. Patreon.com slash Bard Rock Cafe. Till next time.